support comes from the Wiregrass Archives at Troy University's Dothan campus, identifying and preserving historical documents and photographs for research related to the Wiregrass region. More information at troy.edu slash wiregrassarchives. From Troy Public Radio, I'm Tim Phillips, and this is Clarinet Corner. Today on the show, I have a living clarinet legend who is an acclaimed soloist, chamber musician, orchestral player, recording artist, and teacher, and he is a clarinet player who has influenced my clarinet playing since I knew what a clarinet was. And he and his duo partner, John Nakamatsu, who's a 1997 gold medalist of the Van Cliburn Piano Competition, are artistic directors of the Cape Cod Chamber Music Festival. John Manassi, thank you so much for being here. Tim, thank you for that beautiful introduction. It is a pleasure to be here to talk to you. Tell me about the Cape Cod Chamber Music Festival, because as an entry point for me, the the way I first heard of it was when I heard the Cape Cod Files by Paquito de Rivera that was that was written for you and John Nakamatsu, which is one of the best pieces, I think, that has been written for the clarinet in, in recent years. It's so good. I, I Actually, I looked. That recording you made of this piece is ten, it was in 2010, which does not seem like it was that long ago. It seems like a new piece to me still. But tell me about the Cape Cod Chamber Music Festival and that piece and all that. Oh, there's so much to talk about. Well, the Cape Cod Chamber Music Festival was founded by actually a chamber music coach of mine and the founder of the Collaborative Piano Department. He's the one who changed the whole um, reference of accompanist to collaborative artists, and that was Sam Sanders. Um, It's quite an amazing festival that he he started, and he actually invited me to early on when I was just just graduated from from Juilliard. Um, I'm sure he's smiling or laughing. He had a great sense of humor, uh, smiling down, knowing that I'm sort of at the helm with another great pianist running this festival. But we are now in in our 44th season. So, yeah, and John and I have been there, oh my gosh, over a decade and a half now. very, very happily watching it grow uh, and in, in popularity and uh, quality and consistency and really enjoying watching the community feel ownership of this mm-hmm. festival. Um, and you, you, you made reference to the Cape Cod Files. That was one of the first pieces that we had commissioned um, through the festival. And Incredibly so, that was at a time when the stock market had just crashed in 2008. And this is really significant, Tim, because besides this piece having um, taken on a life of its own, as you pointed out, which is just a thrill for us, because, you know, a lot of times wonderful pieces are premiered and then, you know, just sort of shelves for a while. This one really, as you said, sprouted, you know, tendrils all over the place mm-hmm. everybody's playing it um in in the solo movement all the separate separate movements that just e- each one is is a thrill but um this was at a time when people quote unquote lost all their money but i want to point out that this particular this is this points to the the um beauty of this festival and as i reference the ownership that the community feels of it there were 
I can't even count how many donations specifically made just to have this piece composed. It was basically, really? there was not one giant donor who wrote a big check. It was all these dozens and dozens of people in the community sending in money um, for the specific purpose of having Paquita de Rivera compose this piece for us. Um, wow. Yeah. And, and then uh, this is, uh, there's a lot of humor related to this too. And I, I, I would like to share this since you're on the, on the Cape Cod files. Please do. Yes. He was so excited after pr the premiere. He says, John, I want to turn this into a concerto for you. Well, like, oh, great. You know, mm -hmm. so months go by. I said, Paquito, where's the concerto? He says, I said, well, you said, he goes, well, I must've been drunk. I said, okay. <laughs> I said, you're doing the concerto. And he did. And he wrote the Cape Cod concerto and, and we premiered it. And he was, he was there for the premiere. This is a great story. I'm so glad to share this with you. Um, in, in San Jose, it was premiered with the San Jose Orchestra, uh, San Jose Chamber Orchestra, I think. And he was there at the premiere. And since you mentioned, and this is the clarinet corner so people know the piece, the solo clarinet movement, I imagine, I said, Paquito, why don't you write a little clave part with that rhythm, you know? Mm -hmm. And he did it with the orchestra. But for some reason, because of the distance in the orchestra, the percussionist wasn't that comfortable doing it. I said, I said, I have better ideas. Paquito, you're going to be at the concert. Why don't you sit in the audience uh, and play the clave part? Here's a message to all um, young students why it's good to memorize. I made sure I had that movement memorized. Um, at the moment when that came up in the premiere uh, uh, for the concerto version of it, um, Paquito starts playing the claves from the audience. Then he gets up, I move closer to the stage. As he's walking up, and playing, and Usher tries to stop him, doesn't know who he is. <laughs> he tries to stop him from going up close to the stage to, you know, and anyway, it ended up really beautiful. He and I are at the edge of the stage playing that little that little section together. Wow, that's really cool. And I, I would think that that knowing that, there will probably be some people who try to do that now uh, with that piece, because <laughs> the, the pianist is just sitting there. Uh, during that I, movement, I wanted John Nakamatsu to do, it, but he wasn't comfortable doing it. So, so we end up doing it, you know, just at, as is. It, it works beautifully, as you know, as it is. So, so back to the festival, and 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 really knowing that it is, we John Nakamatsu and I feel like we are really serving the community. That is our primary focus, and uh, we're really excited about this particular summer. Um, we have wonderful string quartets. We have a saxophone quartet. The Cinta saxophone quartet is coming, making their debut there. Winners of the Fischoff competition, astounding group they are. Um, the Emerson string quartet is coming for their final with farewell performance there. Um, they've been friends of our festival for many years. Um, now, I did not know that the Emerson String Quartet was retiring. Oh, is that what yeah. is that what they're doing? The final season, yeah, this is it. Mm -hmm. They are done. Wow. So we're thrilled about that. Um, where they, they have a you know their solo quartet recital. John and I have played with them in the past, but we're not. Neither of us are playing with them this year. Um, mm -hmm. 
it is important they're they're featured as their farewell concert um mm-hmm. we go ahead uh, now with this uh, chamber music festival, sometimes there's a student component involved in in summer music festivals like Aspen, Tanglewood, that kind of thing. But this one is just concerts for the for the community, correct? That is correct. Yeah, we do not have the component of students. Um, uh, that is that would be a whole other endeavor for sure. Yeah, um, and would change the rubric of the festival. Right now, it is just you know concerts. Uh, we, we feel now very appropriately timed in the day so uh, and, and duration so that people can come to the concerts and have dinner afterwards rather than try to okay. get the waiter to, please hurry, we need to get the check, you know? Yeah, that's a really good idea. So, and tell me, it goes over the span of two or three weeks? That's right. Um, exactly. Um, the... Um, it starts at the beginning of August and ends is at you know, the end of the third week. So I think the final okay. concert is um, maybe August 18th with the Emerson. Yeah. So it starts with wow. it's actually the Cinta Quartet starts a little bit earlier. It'll start July 25th with the Cinta Quartet. And then it goes to the, I guess the Emerson is, Emerson is our farewell um, nice. Well, now we were talking about the the Cape Cod files, and I know that there's a, a new work uh, commissioned for this year's uh, Cape Cod Chamber Music Festival, and uh, it's by composer Vivian Fung. Yeah. So, will you tell me about this process and tell me about her music? Her music is well. It's a lot of fun. Sorry, it's really. <laughs> <laughs> it's she. She's a well. Everyone knows what a fantastic composer she is. It's. It, I will say this for all you clarinet people, it requires a lot of practicing. <laughs> it mm-hmm. does for me. Um, they're just beautiful, evocative, and, and in some cases, I have to admit, highly technical um, passages that evoke, I don't know, it, it's hard to put, put it into words, but her music really pulls you in um, emotionally and thoughtfully, you, you, you find your um, mind really going to some pretty important emotional places um, that you might not have uh, experienced before. We're, we're really great. It's a five-movement work, um, and it includes um, a solo movement for the clarinet. You know, we, we were advocating for that and she she did it to sort of have movements that could be standalone sort of like mm-hmm. like the cape cod files um so there's a solo piano movement the solo clarinet movement and then three three other movements together uh and oh she's it, it, it's really going to be exciting <laughs> to, to play well what I know about the Cape Cod Files, I've I've read it with students and lessons, and we've talked about it and that kind of thing, and it's such a a more involved piece than like your standard Weber with piano. I mean, it's it's nuanced. Um, it has a lot of different musical elements and styles that you can bring into it, and um, it's complicated, very complicated music, but it's also accessible, I think, to to good students and and professionals. So. Um, when you're composing, or when when you're commissioning a piece like this with a, a great composer like Vivian Fung, what is the process? Is it different for for different composers? Are you involved at all? 
I, that's a good question. And, and it, this is re- really speaks to a lot of friction that many teachers and performers all feel like, what does the composer really intend? Oh my gosh. You know what Paquito said to me? I mean, if you look at his music, there's almost no dynamic markings, very sparsely um, sort of in, in very sparse indications of, of musical gestures and stuff. And he told me he does that intentionally. He wants his piece mm-hmm. to be played differently and personally by everyone. Um, and even when I played it for him, uh, you know, the things I did that he would never considered you know but yeah that he that that he loved and he loved hearing he likes to hear done differently but there is i i find with, with all the pieces that uh, i've been blessed to, to have composed with me in mind or for me um the composers really um invite welcome are relieved to have the artist's input. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little different between Brahms and Joachim, I understand. After reading. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but but frequently now, it's like, oh, that's great. What, you know, what, what a good idea. With, with um, Vivian's piece, we're all so busy now, and it's, the time frame is pretty short. Um, I just hope she likes everything I'm bringing to it. <laughs> we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, I won't know because we, we're not going to see her until pretty pretty shortly before the concert but um yeah in fact one one little anecdote about paquito i called him i said paquito and bar blah 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 is that b natural or b sharp or i said you know he says john i said yeah it doesn't matter you get paid (laughs) he says you get paid the same anyway <laughs> I looked up that solo movement of uh, of the Cape Cod Files just to see if I could find a recording of him playing something like it on YouTube, and I found an old recording of just some jazz concert, and he's yeah. playing something like this a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And then, uh, which I thought was fascinating, yeah. and then seeing how you bring that music to life mm-hmm. um, is 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 great too. But my question for you is tell me about your collaboration with John Nakamatsu and maybe how that has changed your uh, approach or what you, what you guys uh, work on and talk about to bring a piece like that to life. What a wonderful question. Um, I, it's a now sort of, I guess, well-known story, but have you heard the story of how he and I met? No, please, please share that. I'd like to hear. Well, it was, through our, at the time, shared manager, solo manager, and he just thought our sensibilities, personalities would work well together. And boy, did he nail that. That's Tom Parker. Um, mm-hmm. we, we have him to thank for, for, for that. But uh, the very first meeting, uh, I, I mean, I was a little, I, I was very prepared for it. It was the Brahms. We were getting ready to rehearse Brahms. I show up there as I always do very early for rehearsals before I got to the room and I'm making sure my read is just the way I want it. And who knows, you know, this Mr. Van Clyburn gold medal is going to walk in. Is he going to play loud and be the soloist? 
Um, mm -hmm. He walks in the door, and the first thing he sees my reads and all my stuff set up. He goes, "Oh man, you win players and all your reads and stuff." And <laughs> I said, <laughs> "Forgive me, but <laughs> first of all, nice to meet you. I'm John." <laughs> And I said, but forgive me, you know, you come in the room, you sit down at the piano, you open the keyboard, take a finger, and you play a, a beautiful note. A, you know, there it is. Wow, one finger. Look at that. And I said, you know what it takes for a clarinet player to produce that note? And I start to enumerate the body parts involved. The litany of things that we have to go through to play that one note at a certain dynamic, at a certain timbre, at a certain intonation level. And if it's hot in the room, if the reed is this way, if that, if you use your throat, and if this happens, you know, in the tongue position, that, you know, if, the, if, it's, if it's cold in the room and in the barrel, and I go through all of these things and he listens about, we're on Zoom now, so you're, you're listening very intently. He's looking at me just like that. After I get through all of this stuff and the lungs and the diaphragm and this and one other thing he looks at me and says it hardly seems worth it <laughs> <laughs> i kind of love that and um true story that i got to tell at one of the conventions that he so graciously uh agreed to be my collaborative artist on and uh as i'm telling the story the 2000 clarinet players in the audience i could feel them just joyfully saying, yeah, you, you tell him, Manassi, thank God we have someone out there explaining what it's like for us to, what it's like for us to go through to play one note. And it's true. We have to do all that. And then I get to the punchline, the whole, it's like a lid blew off the place. Oh, yeah. Well, that reminds me of a story uh, that I heard Steve Martin tell about when he first met Martin Short. Uh -huh. I guess Martin Short came into his apartment or something and he immediately insulted him, but kind of in a joking way. And look at those guys. I mean, they're uh, collaborating to this day. And yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's really cool. Now, one of the things I've noticed about you and John Nakamoto is when you perform, you have this great banter with the audience. And, um, you know, I think before anybody even hears you play, they already like you because you have good stories and you, uh, you know, you have a really great way of uh, describing the music. And then you uh, look at John Nakamatsu and he just nods. Is that really what his personality is like? Well, I'll tell you, know, that started, it's funny you mentioned that. At our very first concert, I said, we're standing backstage. I said, you know, I think we should both speak he goes i'm not speaking i said why <laughs> i said you speak so well he's very eloquent way more than i am he says nope nope you're you're it's all on you i said i really i, I think it's appropriate for us to, to do a recital it's not because nope he just refused so all of that banter started initially with me trying to goad him to say something so it ended up i think i got him uh in the john novacek rags which were um Four, four rags for two Johns, our first commission piece um, together. There's one spot in there where he yells, hot dog. Those mm -hmm. are the only words that he ends up saying on stage. Wow. All night. So um, he, he's a very good speaker. But then it just it just became sort of like a, a pen and teller routine, not uh, you know, unplanned. 
That's actually really cool because it is hard to talk and then play. That's a skill. And uh, it's one that I never anticipated until I tried to do it the first time. And then I realized, okay, we have to separate these two things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I really like uh, that, what you what you bring to concerts. And I also like that when you play concerts with him, uh, there's usually one where you play by yourself, like often the third movement of the Cape Cod Files or various other things. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, a piece that he does by himself. Right. And so you get to hear your artistry and his artistry um, uh, individually in, in addition to together. Right. Well, um, so- that's an interesting point you've raised because uh, early on, I used to follow him directly, and I said, I'm never doing that again. You know what it's like to follow a fiber and gold medalist? I, ma- I can only imagine how the, the guy felt right before him in the competition waiting to go on. So I said, you know what? After you play, there's an intermission, and then I'll come out and play the little clarinet solo movement. It's, it's hard to follow, you know, gold medal Chopin performance with you know, Paquito de Rivera. Sorry, Paquito. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, piano music is, I admire it so much because it's so big mm-hmm. and complex. And um, I, I totally know what you mean by that. And uh, Paquito probably does too. Yeah. Um, so let, let's get into some listening. We're going to listen to this thing we've been talking about, the Cape Cod Files by Paquito de Rivera, a recording that came out 13 years ago. Hard to believe. Um, but this is clarinetist John Manassi and pianist John Nakamatsu. Thank you. 
the fantastic Cape Cod Files by Paquito de Rivera, which was commissioned by John Manassi and John Nakamatsu and uh, their very famous recording. Tell me about some other pieces that you've commissioned or premiered, because I was thinking um, over some of them recently, and it seems like a lot of them have worked their way into like the clarinet repertoire. And uh, like some of these things I've played at, at recitals and there are a lot of clarinet players who commission things but they don't necessarily end up in the in the mainstream of what we play a lot that's it, 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 i will say it's, it's gratifying to hear you say that it's more gratifying to to hear all these amazing different performances varied performances 
of, of these works over the years as, as, as we wish, you know, these the pieces that are newly composed, the hope is that they take on their own life. And, and that's what has happened. I just want to, you know, you mentioned that we, John uh, Nakamatsu and I commissioned the Cape Cod files. It's not quite accurate. It really belongs to the community mm-hmm. of the Cape Cod Chamber Music Festival audience, subscribers, supporters. Um, it was, you know, perhaps our idea to go to Paquito to ask him, but it was not a specific commission from us. So he, he was delighted to do it. The community community obviously was thrilled at the prospect. So that was born really of the Cape Cod Chamber Music Festival, a, a, appropriately entitled the Cape Cod Files. Mm-hmm. Um, but other, other works were the, as I said earlier, the, the first work was the, I believe the John Novacek um, rags, four rags for two Johns. Two Johns, uh, J-O-N, and John Novacek, the composer's name is J-O-H-N. That's right. So that's the only way we can tell the difference among the three of us when we're together. <laughs> Actually, we end up just calling him H if the three of us are together. Mm-hmm. Because it's two John N's and one John M, it's very confusing. But those are brilliant. Those were born out of me hearing his violin rags. And I'm sitting in the audience and just imagining, my gosh, this would be fantastic on the clarinet. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. like just. Be- and I ran backstage. I said, John Novacek, you're writing rags for the clarinet, period. Uh, you know, and that's, that, that's on me. Whatever it is, I'll, I'm, I'm buying them, you know. And so months go by, I, I, I text him back, I call him, I said, how's it going? He goes, oh, you know, I, I don't have time. I said, all right, that's it. There's only one way to get these things done. In the next season, we, we had John Nakamatsu and I had a lot of concerts lined up. And I said, I told one of the presenters, put on the, your, your flyer um, the premiere of these rags. They didn't have a title yet, just, you know. Rags by John Novacek. Mm-hmm. And so uh, once that was printed, I sent John Novacek the material. <laughs> so he had a deadline now. Mm-hmm. He got the pieces written a few months before the premiere. And you know, if you know the pieces, of course, they're pretty complicated. <laughs> so some of them, mm-hmm. it was just like a couple, couple months, I think, before the premiere. Maybe it was... Uh, premiere was in September and he got them in late June to us. Um, but when I asked him, I said, do you have the piano part? He says, oh yeah, I said, this John Nakamatsu needs a piano part. John Novacek is a brilliant, brilliant musician on his own. And I played them with him first, but he didn't use any music. Oh, really? None. He was not <laughs> reading music. I said, do you have piano parts? Oh yeah, I have them. I said, where are they? And he points to his head, you know, like Mozart. It's all in my head. I said, well, you got got to write it out. (laughs) This was before, you know, Sibelius or, you know, what those, those uh, computer composing Mm -hmm. programs that were finale and all that stuff. So, so he wrote it out manuscript anyway, got it to John Nakamatsu finally. And we, um, you know, did the premiere shortly after that. And as you know, that, that those pieces, uh, to go on a life of their own and, and 
in a, a, a good private moment, John Novacek admitted that uh, those were his favorite version. Um, I, I should also point out there's a lot of stuff that I do with those pieces that, and this goes back to what you said earlier about indication, that were not was not in the music at all. I mean, I think he subsequently made some additions that put in all the the bends and the this and the slowdowns and the glisses or time or grace and all, all these silly things that I ended up doing that I just felt I wanted to do and. Um, I think he adopted them and put them in some, some later versions of his uh, publishing of it or something. So. You've been listening to Clarinet Corner. I'm producer Joey Hudson, and we just heard an interview with host Tim Phillips and clarinetist John Manassi. We'll be back with part two of this interview here on Troy Public Radio. And as host Tim Phillips says... There's always more where that came from. This is Troy Public Radio.